Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to On The Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and I'm along with... Tyler from On The Spot Sports. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have the NHL's emergency backup goalie for the National Predators, Dustin Smith. Dustin, how are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for being on. So, uh, before we get this going, uh, I noticed that your nickname's Bones. Why is your uh, nickname Bones? Yeah, so um, I don't know, growing up, I've always kind of been the skinny kid on my team. And when I was playing college club, I, I kind of got the nickname Bones. It, it kind of started as D-Bones and kind of evolved into Bones and then Bonesy. So it, it's kind of had its evolution over the years. But yeah, mostly just, just being the skinny kid on the team. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, everyone always like, you're, you're so bony. You're so you're <laughs> yeah. Bones. I'm like, All right. Yeah. So I guess I have that nickname too, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's there's definitely worse nicknames. Yeah, that that's for sure. So uh, what's your like hockey background like? So like, what team did when did you start playing? What teams have you been on? And uh, when did you start? Yeah, so I I didn't really have much of a glamorous path, really. Um, you know, I I moved to Nashville when I was about ten. Started playing roller hockey. Got into playing goalie right away um, and then jumped onto ice not long after that. Um, eventually, I went and played high school. And then after high school, um, there wasn't really a lot of options for me. So I ended up playing uh, college club with uh, MTSU. And then uh, that was pretty much the end of like my like competitive hockey playing. It just kind of turned into men's league after that. But, um, you know, I, I made some solid connections here in Nashville with guys that train with pros. And, you know, over the summers, I would skate with a lot of guys. Uh, so, you know, once all this emergency goalie stuff kind of started emerging, the guy, I had established an awesome relationship with the Preds during the lockout. So, um, you know, that's kind of how it really all evolved into being an e-bug. Yeah. So what, what made you decide to be an e-bug? Or was it just the connections that you made and they just were like, you want to you want to be an emergency backup? Yeah, they they just kind of asked. I mean, you know, the rule. I think the rule was introduced in 2015. I want to say 15, 16, maybe. But um, yeah, um, goalie coach Ben Vanderclark reached out to me and and he said, "Hey, you know, we have this new emergency goalie rule. Uh, you know, would you like to be our emergency goalie?" And you know, of course, I said yes. So, like, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh... I remember seeing it in a YouTube video by uh, Kane Van Gate when he tried out for the goal of a lifetime opportunity with the Florida Panthers. And you were actually a finalist for the Panthers emergency backup situation. So take us through that opportunity and everything that led up to it. Well, honestly, I, I just went down as, as a fun thing. I wasn't going to sign up. Um, you know, my friends and coworkers said that they were going to fill out an application for me and I, I told him, no, like, I'll fill it out, like, you know, whatever. And I honestly didn't even think I was selected to even go to the camp. Um, but I got an email, it was in my junk folder. You know, I, I thought, you know, whatever, I didn't make it. And then, you know, I saw that I was selected to go. And uh, it was just kind of like a, a fun kind of casual thing. Go down to Florida, jump on the ice with some guys, you know, run some drills, whatever. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I sit down as a huge room full of goalies and, you know, I put my bag down and I, I kind of recognized Kane Van Gates pads. And I was like, Oh, like, I wonder if, if that's him. And he came and sat down and, 
you know, we chatted for a bit, super nice guy, you know, super chill. Um, but yeah, I mean, such a fun experience going out so many goalies, you know, doing all these different stations and stuff like that and just kind of decided to go have fun with it and then ended up being selected as one of the finalists. That That's awesome. Like, what made you get ready for the tryout? Like, or did you have like any pre- preparation at all? Or did you just go in just not thinking about it and just like, just play? Well, I, I ended up grabbing a handful of um, buddies that I, I had been playing hockey with. And I ended up talking to somebody about getting ice time. So I, I spent a few days just kind of running my own, my own drills and kind of doing my, my own thing just to kind of get ready. Um, because, you know, I didn't want to go down there and like, you know, kind of embarrass myself you know what I mean like I want to go down like feel confident myself and and feel prepared so you know I, I didn't do too much but yeah like I I definitely did a little bit of uh you know preparing to go down there yeah for sure so what do you do uh like after you were selected as one of the finalists like did you practice with the Panthers or what do you do after that so the entire competition so we had we had the big main tryout and um you know, then they cut it down to the two finalists. And honestly, like the whole experience after that, you know, I, I went down with my dad and, you know, he was sitting upstairs, you know, they, they made the selection downstairs um, where everybody was at. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, me and the other guy, Bill Ruggiero, he, uh, he and I were just like rushed with media. We got cameras in front of our face, microphones, reporters, you know, this whole thing, like it just evolved so quick. And, um, you know, everything after the selection was so awesome. The Panthers were so great with, you know, they showed us around the entire arena. You know, we got to meet staff. We talked to the radio people. We met coaching staff. Like, they walked us around everywhere, and they treated us so well. So awesome experience just in that. And then, um, you know, the next step in the competition was a shootout um, during a game. Uh, they were playing the Montreal Canadiens which man that place was packed there were so many snowbird canadian people just there like you know there for the florida the weather and you know enjoying a a canadians game but um yeah stepping out for the shootout was kind of crazy because you know you're standing in the tunnel getting ready to go out you know this huge packed arena and and uh i forget who the shooters were i think it was marco sturm and um i forget who the other guy was but but yeah it was it was it was crazy Did you ever envision that that experience for you would be like so memorable with like, like you said, all the, all the cameras, all the microphones, all the reporters, how did you envision that that experience would be like? Honestly, I didn't even think I was going to be selected as a finalist. I already had my bag over my shoulder ready to go home before they called my name. So, uh, you know, I didn't really have any expectations going into it. And, um, you know, I, I had never been a part of anything like that. I don't think, you know, I've even seen too many situations like that in sports. So, um, you know, not a lot of expectations, not really understanding, like, you know, what was going to happen next, really. I mean, it was kind of, you know, one interview to the next, and you know, do this, walk over here, do that. So, um, you know, I really just kind of tried to take it all in as it came because, you know, it, it kind of started to get a little overwhelming for a second, but I was having so much fun with it. And, you know, Bill Ruggiero was such an awesome guy, too. So, you know, being selected as a finalist with, with him, it, you know, it definitely helped that, that he was a good guy too. 
Yeah, so um, that, that just seems awesome. Unreal, unreal stories. Explain the situation with uh, you going in the tunnel and coming out against like Marco Stern and all them. Like, how was that? Yeah, so before we even went out there, um, me and Bill talked to Marco Stern. I can't remember who the other shooter was. But, um, you know, we're just talking with them. And, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, let's go have fun, whatever. And we told them, we're like, we want you guys to try. Like, we're not out here putting on a show. Like, we want to, you know, we want to play. This is our chance to, like, you know, kind of show what we got. And, uh, you know, they, they come down so casual shooting. They're, they might as well just be, like, waving to the fans as they come down and shoot. But, um, yeah, standing in the tunnel, um, you know, these fans are everywhere. They're all waving at us, saying hi, um, you know. so kind of nerve-wracking waiting to get out on the ice because we had to wait for the the refs and everybody to get off so that we can run out there real quick and we were we were definitely under like a time constraint you know we only had so long to be out there before they had to get the zamboni on the ice um but yeah i mean once i stepped on the ice it, it was you know got kind of skating around a little bit you know kind of got a little more comfortable you know being on my feet being on the ice and uh was kind of able to settle in a little bit were you super nervous at that point before, like, you actually got on the ice? Oh, yeah, for sure. So nervous. You know, I've, like I said, having Bill there really helped a lot, too. I, I think, um, you know, we were able to kind of bounce off each other and, and kind of, you know, calm each other a bit and, and uh, you know, just hang back and enjoy the experiences. Everything came to us. Yeah, so you said you played men's league before. And uh, what was that experience like going from, like, men's league to, like, being – being up against like shooters from the NHL yeah well so you know playing men's league here in Nashville we have we have you know a few pros you know, former pros guys that have played you know all kinds of leagues across the world um but you know I've I've had experience practicing with the Preds during the lockout in 2012 so I already kind of had a feeling for you know how pros play and how they shoot and everything like that but um you know, I, I really think that that definitely helped me kind of prepare for the, the situation in Florida because, um, you know, after the shootout, we ended up tying. So we were both selected as finalists. You know, we, we both were like the winners of the competition. And um, the next day we were invited to practice. So, um, you know, jumping on a practice with the Panthers, you know, it's such an awesome experience. You know, I got to meet Roberto Luongo, you know, hanging out with all the Panthers players. You know, I I talked to Dan Ellis for a while. Um, Vokun was actually at the tryout. So, you know, he was one of the guys, you know, running some of the drills and got to meet a lot of great people. But, yeah, I, I think my, my experience practicing with the Preds over the lockout really helped me kind of prepare for that practice with the Panthers. So, you know, you know it was just such a great experience. During the course of that time where you mentioned you, you met all these people, is there any one particular name that stands out uh, someone that you met that has made an impact on your, uh, you as a person and then your career now going forward? Um, I will say, like, I was looking forward to meeting Yager. I was really hoping to skate with him over practice, but we, we ended up jumping on right after they finished their practice. So everything was kind of extra afterwards when we jumped on. And um, he had jumped off, so I didn't get a chance to meet him. But, you know, sitting – you know, standing next to Roberto Luongo and talking to him and, you know, such a nice guy. And, and he actually knows JP Dumont, who had played here in Nashville. You know, he actually plays on my men's league team. Like, 
you know, I've got to know JP really well. So, um, you know, he said, Oh, you know, JP, you know, we're able to talk, you know, and, um, but yeah, I, I, I think Roberto Luongo was, you know, definitely like one of the guys that I was really happy that I was able to meet. Yeah. He just seems, he seems like an awesome guy to be around. He's really classy as well. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So what was that like experience, like getting on the Panthers prep? on the Panthers ice and practicing with them, like was your mind going crazy at that point or you just like just take it in? It was kind of a take it in kind of thing. Cause I, I think at that point we had been rushed by a bunch of media and that had kind of calmed a bit. So, you know, it was kind of nice to kind of slow down. And, um, but you know, again, you know, standing there on the bench while guys are wrapping up practice kind of, you know, gives time for the nerves to kind of settle in and, um, you know, like I said, my experience practicing with the Preds kind of helped me stay calm through that. But, you know, we're we're standing there on the bench and uh, Sean Thornton skates by and he's like, you guys signed that waiver, right? He skates off. And we're like, Jesus, man, it's like sharks in the water waiting on these guys to come out here. But uh, yeah, you know, like it's kind of a similar situation. Once once I stepped on the ice, was able to get in net and stop a couple of pucks. Like, you know, it felt great. Did the guys chirp any of you guys besides uh, Sean Thornton? Not really. Well, I mean, once we got going and guys were more comfortable with this, because you can kind of tell they were, weren't really sure what to expect either. So, you know, once we, we got in there and they saw, you know, that we could stop some pucks, you know, they were kind of chirping each other like, oh, you know, you can't even score on this, this guy that, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, it, it ended up being a lot of fun. A lot of those guys were kind of younger, too. So, um, you know, just just fun guys to be around. Yeah, so when did you uh, go full-time emergency backup with the Predators? So that happened, I think, the following season. I think that was still 2015 going into 2016 um, when they made the official rule. Um, like I said, I got a call, and, and they asked me to, to be the emergency guy. But back then, um, you know, the rule was still new, so there weren't a lot of you know, teams were still kind of figuring things out. And I, and I think now, you know, I've talked to other emergency goalies, every team does everything so differently. Um, but I mean, I will say like over the years here in Nashville, at least it's definitely evolved um, over the, it seems to have gotten a little more refined, a little better every year. Yeah. So what, what was your experience like with uh, Nashville? Like fr- just from, from the start to like now? I mean, honestly, you know, when I first moved here in 2000, I was, you know, 10, 11 years old and, and I had grown up a Bruins fan and the Preds were still very new to Nashville. I think they came here in 98. Um, you know, the, the city still was growing as a hockey town and the Preds really, really helped push that. They did a, they did a great job, um, you know, creating this hockey culture here in Nashville, which is, has grown so much over the years. And, um, you know, being fortunate enough to have skated with a lot of Preds over the years and, you know, being involved with the organization like I am now, um, Nashville is just, they've, they've been so great, you know, to me, um, you know, in the, the small situations that I've had and, and to the fans and, you know, really just to the sport in general, growing hockey, um, you know, from the bottom up, it, it's been great. What's been your like most fond memory of like, all your time spent with the Nashville Predators, like up to this point? 
I got to say it's the lockout. I mean, the lockout really was a huge pivoting point for me, like in my life as a whole, because, you know, I, I was just kind of a Joe Schmo at that point. I wasn't playing, you know, college club anymore. I was just playing men's league. You know, I, I was lucky to get in, you know, some summer skates with uh, Timis McAllister and um, you guys he was skating with. So when the lockout happened, they were so welcoming, wel- welcoming to me being there. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody really questioned why I was there. They were just so like, so happy to have me there every day and, and skating with them every day. I, I really felt like I was a part of the team, you know, like, like there'd be situations talking to Shea Weber and I would say something like, Oh, you guys, he's like, no bonesy. We like, like you're a part of us. I'm like, that's, it's such a cool feeling. You know, I think it was almost three months of skating with these guys just about every day. So yeah, that's, that's definitely the, the biggest, you know, the best moment that I've, that I've had with the Preds. Yeah, it's such a cool thing that you're considering the we part of the Predators. Just yeah, just unreal. Yeah, so um, what, like, how do you become, like, an emergency backup goalie? Or is it just, like, the connections you make that makes you a uh, e-bug? It's, it's kind of the connections that you make. Um, but, like I said earlier, each city is different. You know, team to team, they handle it so differently. And, um, I know you guys have probably seen um, different teams doing tryouts. I know uh, New Jersey had hold, held tryouts for their e-bugs, L.A. Um, I don't know. I don't know any other teams that have held tryouts for their emergency goalies. But, um, you know, some of these markets don't really have a lot of people to pick from. So, um, you know, it, it kind of comes down to who you know, you know, kind of hearsay almost. But, um yeah, like I said, each city's very unique in how they, they select their, their guy and, and, you know, how it kind of happens. Yeah, so how do you get those connections? Was it just from playing men's league and being in the Nashville area? For me, it was, um, you know, going back to the lockout. I had established a pretty good relationship with the Preds then. Um, but, um, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that's kind of a common theme with – other emergency goalies too, because I've heard similar stories, you know, during the lockout, you know, they had an opportunity to skate with the team and, and, you know, they established their relationship that way. But, um, you know, other emergency goalies, like here in Nashville, we have four guys that are listed and, um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, who knows the goalie coach or, you know, who has, you know, known players through the team or knows people in the head office or it's it just kind of becomes more of, of who you know yeah for sure so what is like a typical like day in the life of like an emergency backup goalie for the Preds well on game days um you know games usually start at seven so I I try to be there no later than six thirty. um you know, here in Nashville, we, we park downstairs with the players. You know, I have my gear in my car and, uh, you know, walk through, say hi to everybody on the way in. You know, you go there so many times, you end up, you know, seeing familiar faces and, uh, you know, talking to the same people. And, and yeah, so usually I like to get there and, uh, and watch warm-ups. I usually end up standing over on the away team side. Um, the Preds, you know, their, their side is so packed. You know, I, I really like to kind of get down a little closer and, and uh, watch guys warm up. You know, I, I like watching the goalies and, and seeing what kind of routines they have. I like watching the shooters and, you know, kind of 
see you know the release off their stick and kind of get like a feel for you know you know what if you know what i mean like you know i I try to get in that mental space of you know that i'm here for a reason that uh you know i'm not just a not just an everyday fan so um yeah after after warm-ups i like to take a lap around the the arena i usually go counterclockwise every time just to uh keep the consistency and then um yeah you know and then it's just kind of sit back and enjoy the game you know i know other emergency goalies they'll get seats you know in a press box um here we get a couple tickets and they're in the same seat every time um you know so get to sit down in my seats and uh enjoy the game yeah, that that's awesome what's uh what's a typical uh practice day for you so practices are pretty inconsistent um you know other teams, they have their guy that come in, you know, almost every practice. Um, other teams, their emergency goalies never even get to sniff a practice. Um, I think not this past season, but the season before, I ended up getting the call a lot to come in and practice um, just to kind of, you know, give Pekka or UC a, a day off of practice or, you know, um, you know, injury skates, uh, guys coming back from injury, skating with those guys. You know, sometimes they'll have just a practice with guys that they feel they need more ice time. So I'll get a call for that. But it, it's usually a, a text message from uh, from Benny, the goalie coach, and he'll just say, hey, we need you for practice tomorrow at 10. Uh, can you be there? And I always say yes, because uh, no way I'm passing that up. And then, um, yeah, show up to the rink. I, I try to get there, you know, no later than you know, 30 minutes before and just kind of get ready, jump on the ice and, uh, and get it going. Yeah. So who has been the hardest shot that you've uh, faced? Like the hardest, like slap shot or like the hardest, like to stop. Let's go slap shot. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, you know, practicing with Shea Weber, you know, the guy's got an absolute cannon. I mean, I've, I've seen the guys some do some ridiculous things to a puck that, that I've never seen anywhere else where, um, you know, during the lockout, he just so casually, like, just took a slap shot. We're just skating around. We're not even, like, doing anything. And, uh, you know, breaks the puck over the crossbar, like, splits it right in half. Um, and then, you know, of course, just he's – I've seen the guy break two panels of glass, like, just, just shooting a puck, like, not even doing anything on purpose and, you know, breaking glass. And then – and then uh, – and then, of course, there was one summer skating with him and Seth Jones, and, you know, he was taking a few one-timers and ended up missing the net a couple times. And, you know, we had to stop the drill because he put the puck through the boards. Like, <laughs> the guy had such a hard shot. It was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, he, he definitely had the, the heaviest shot. I mean, I, I remember we were playing rebound game, and um, he had taken a shot, and it hit me in the thigh. And, like, like I felt my thigh ripple all the way to the back. Like it, it was so heavy, man. It was ridiculous. Dang. Just imagine you have to stand in front of that too. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, like major props to these NHL goalies who, who do that on a day-to-day basis. I, I couldn't imagine. Whenever he winds up for a shot, you just let him have that shot. Like every time. Away. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you ever think there's going to be a day or a, a game that you will get actually get into a game like Scott Foster or David Ayres? Or, like, have you had any in, any close uh, situations where you've had to go down and get dressed? Um, I, I did go down and get dressed once. I got, I got dressed for the Bruins. 
Um, Tuca had taken a puck to the throat. Um, it was in the first period, and, and the, the rule was still pretty new. I, I wasn't even given my own tickets at the time yet. I, I just so happened to have uh, Pekka's tickets. And, um, you know, I was joking around uh, with uh, the head of hockey operations for the Preds. And, you know, like, it's like, oh, do you guys need me down there? Like, I'm here, whatever. And, you know, he was joking back, like, oh, that'd be funny. But, you know, I'm standing there with my friends during intermission. And, uh, you know, I, I get a call and he says, hey, we need you to come over here and get dressed right away. And, um, you know, I, I turn to my friends and I say, like, hey, I'm going to go be the backup goalie for the Bruins. I'll see you guys later. And, you know, they, they thought I was joking until they realized, holy cow, like, like he's gone. Like, he really is serving as the backup right now. But um, that's, that's the closest call I've had. Um, I know in Nashville, uh, the Winnipeg Jets were in town. And there was an emergency situation with them and I just so happened to be out of town. I was in San Diego and you know, I'm getting text messages like, Hey, where are you? Like, where, like we need you, whatever. And I'm like, are you kidding? Of course I'm not there. You know, we had, we had another emergency goalie there because you know, I was out of town. So, um, you know, those are the only two emergency situations that we've had here in Nashville so far. So, um, you know, it's, I, whenever I'm packing my bag for the game, you know, I, I like to kind of think like, okay, you know, what if, you know, this, this could be the day, whatever. But, um, you know, as a goalie, like you never want to see another goalie get hurt, which is what it takes for me to end up in a game. Like not even just one, it takes two injuries. So, um, you know, it's kind of a unfortunate situation to be thrown into, but, um, you know, will it ever happen? You know, who knows? It's, it's super rare, you know, it's kind of a crazy emergency situation, but, um, you know, the rules in place for a reason. So, I mean, the possibility is always there. What did that, like, what was going through your mind? Like, what were you feeling when you got that call saying, uh, Hey, you know, we need you for Boston. Like, what was your like first initial reaction and thought process? Oh man, I was so nervous. Uh, you know, it went from a joking around thing to all of a sudden it was very real. And, uh, you know, just walking through the concourse to get over the elevator to go downstairs, um, you know, was just a crazy experience in itself because, you know, I, I had no idea what to expect. And getting down there, it, you know, it definitely seemed like um, both teams didn't know what to expect either because, you know, they were all – it was a very hectic situation. You know, like, you know, we really knew exactly what to do. There's people on the phone with, with the NHL, like, you know, basically walking them through, like, you know, what, what they're supposed to do. So – um yeah definitely a crazy experience a lot of emotions going through my my head at that time so um but yeah just just another really great experience were you able to get on the bench during that time or did you stay in the locker room area no they had me stay in the locker room so originally they they told me just to sit in the locker room and you know i'm like sitting there by myself like you know with my bottoms on no TV or anything. And then finally somebody was like, I mean, if you want to go like out in the hallway, there's a TV out there. You can watch the game. So, you know, I ended up spending most of the time in the, in the hallway. And, um, but you know, during the second intermission, um, you know, the team came back in, uh, you know, they all did their thing. I, I tried to kind of stay out of the way, you know, let them do everything. But, um, you know, guys were still coming up like, Hey, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You know, Chara shook my hand at least like 17 times, <laughs> like said, thank you so many times. You know, it's, it, it's crazy looking up at a guy like Chara and, you know, he's shaking your hand saying, thank you. And it's like, your hands are massive, man. Like <laughs> you're welcome, I guess. But, uh, 
yeah yeah definitely definitely a crazy situation to uh to say the least yeah and you're probably looking up at char being like oh you're welcome <laughs> yeah right the guy was huge yeah and he's he's a tall guy yeah so uh what's your relationship with like uh pecorino and uc sorrows do you like talk to them and like are they like good guys like you like you always see on tv yeah, so Pekka's got to be one of the nicest people that you can ever meet, and I, I think, I think everybody will say that about him too. And it, it's it's because it's true. I mean, he he really is such a nice guy. But um, you know, I, I got to know him and Chris Mason during the lockout. Um, you know, when I first walked into the room for that whole situation, you know, I I had no idea where to sit. You know, I I felt kind of out of place and. And right away, they made me feel so welcome. You know, they said, hey, come over here, sit with the goalies. You know, they introduced themselves. Of course, I know who they are. But, um, you know, got to know them really well that summer. And, and you know, I got to know Pekka, no, I got to know Pekka really well that summer, too. Um, so we, we kind of became friends and, um, you know, kind of kept up for a while. And um, so, you know, when UC uh, came to the Preds, I mean, you know, he immediately was taken under Pekka's wing. and, and um, he's such a nice guy too. I mean, he's kind of quiet, but you know, super nice kid. And, um, but really like talking to either of them, like you start talking goalie gear and they, they open right up, you know, they, you know, I feel like most goalies get really into gear. So, I mean, that's kind of like a common ground that, you know, you can talk to almost any goalie about goalie gear because they all love it so much. But, um, yeah, I mean, talking to UC about and, and Pekka too about goalie gear, like it's it's always just good talk. Yeah, for sure. And Pekka scored a goal too. Yes. Oh my God, I was so excited for him because he's had he's had a couple other opportunities too. And you know, I would text him after games like, "Buddy, like you almost got it. Like I, I'm waiting for you to score that goal one day." And um, you know, I was in Toronto. Um, I was actually doing this uh, thing with. Um, with Pavel Barber and, you know, I was up there with a couple other friends. We we're just like filming some stuff, having a good time. And, uh, you know, we're watching man. And like, Becca ends up scoring a goal. And we're all looking around like, no way that just happened. Like it was unreal. I was so happy for the guy, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, you can definitely, <laughs> you were watching too, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge moment for him and his career. You can see just how happy he was just, just right after he scored. So, um, you know, it, it was really cool to see that, and, you know, really happy for him. Yeah, even though it was against the Hawks, it was still, it was still really cool to see. And I'm not complaining about any goalie scoring. Yeah, right. I, I mean, if somebody scored on the Preds, you know, a goal like goal, I think I would still have to tip the hat, too. Like, that's, that's just awesome. Yeah, doesn't happen often. No. So you said you're uh, filming with uh, Pavel Barber. So, like, how is that? How How is Pavel Barber? Because I watch a lot of his videos, and I've seen you in some of his videos. So, like, how is that? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you know Colby Collier with uh, MD Media, mm-hmm. but he does, a lot of, um, he does a lot of YouTube stuff based here in Nashville, but um, he's ended up made a lot – he's made a lot of connections with other, um, you know, social media – people so he ended up hooking up this um this video shoot with pavel barber um i ended up going up to toronto twice to shoot with him we ended up in banff alberta to do some stuff too and and honestly the first time meeting him i mean i had only seen his videos and i was like man this this guy's gonna be kind of a jerk i feel like you know he's 
he's you know big time and and whatever but right away man like just the canadian came out and him where he was just so nice and so welcoming you know um so yeah i was i was pretty surprised to see that he was as nice a guy as he is and and as good a person as he is because i mean he really is just like as a person like he's he's a good guy i mean he's he's really good at hockey too and you know he loves to chirp just as much as anybody but but yeah just just overall good guy did he embarrass you at all oh of course man like he has some dirty moves man like some of them you know i'll be out there swimming and i'm like you gotta tip the hat man the guy's got skills but i mean the other thing too i, I was kind of surprised at you know how well I was keeping up because I I imagined him just being this absolute beast of a you know shootout guy because you know you watch all his videos and it's like man this guy's sick so you know after making a few stops it's like okay like you know I'm kind of getting in a groove and and then you know you kind of go back and forth with the guy and and you know it really didn't take long before you know it just kind of became just two guys playing hockey which which is really what it's all about you know it doesn't matter who you are where you're from or you know whether you're a pro or you're just getting into it like just getting out and playing the game man, it's, it's it's just so much fun yeah for sure and um you guys were on top of a mountain right when you were filming in uh banff banff i believe right yeah yeah that was that was out in lake louise which is absolutely gorgeous man like like picturing like valhalla like that's what I, it's what you picture. It's, you know, up in these snow capped mountains in this huge valley and, um, you know, absolutely gorgeous place to be. And, um, you know, being able to go out there and skate and, you know, throw a net out there and, uh, you know, have a good time, man. It was such a great experience. Yeah. That, that's a dream to go out in the mountains and just skate, especially when it's like clear as it's just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we, we didn't have a lot of luck with the weather the first few days. I mean, we still went out, we went out and skated and it was awesome. But the, the last day we were there, I was, I was actually getting ready to leave and you know, they were like, no, you should stay another day, stay another day. I'm like, no, I can't. And they, they finally talked me into it. And I'm so glad I did. Cause that last day, like everything cleared up. It was perfect. Absolutely beautiful. So, you know, definitely worth staying that extra day, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. So, um, Who's a goalie that you look up to or like you've looked up to when you're young, when you're growing up and like a goal you look up to now? So growing up, um, I kind of caught that Dominic Hoshik era. So I was really big Dominic Hoshik fan. Um, I really got into Marty Brodeur. And, you know, I, I really looked up to Brodeur for a while, you know, and then guys like Belfort, Turco. Um, you know, these other awesome goalies that I really liked and really respected, um, you know, really kind of got me into being a goalie and, and um, you know, got me excited about playing. And then, you know, as, as the years went on, um, you know, I, I really got into, um, gosh, I don't even know after those guys, because those guys are legendary. Really, I mean, once I met Pekka, like, after I met him and I, I saw him on ice, I, I was like, this guy's so sick. And, you know, ever since then, I've always kind of looked up to Pekka. I mean, he's, you know, he's just so – he's a respectable person. He's so good on the ice. I mean, he's just, he's just a professional, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, lately he's been the guy that I've kind of looked up to. And, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's it. I think Peck is the guy. Yeah, and that they're they're all really good guys to look up to. I know I didn't really see Hashik or or uh, yeah, pretty much just Hashik and Belfort, but just seeing their highlights, it's just unreal seeing them how they were. And like they're they're guys I would look up to for sure. Yeah, I mean watching Hashik play, I mean that 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 playoff run he had in Detroit that was kind of like the peak of my interest in, in hockey. I like, I was so into it. I mean, I'm not even a Detroit Red Wings fan. Like, you know, I just love Dominic Koshik so much and, and watching him in that playoff run was so sick. So, you know, watching a guy like that play would really get me excited about being a goalie myself. And I, and I always wanted to play like Koshik. So, you know, out in the backyard with my friends, I'm flopping around, you know, as, as a kid playing ice, you know, first getting into ice you know I'm, I'm trying to do all these Dominic Koshik saves and, um, yeah, yeah he, he definitely kind of changed goaltending yeah for sure so yeah you were going off of what you were saying about Dominic Koshik and you weren't a Red Wings fan I might have missed it earlier if you were talking about it but if I did uh did you have a specific team that you always pulled for when you were a kid yeah growing up I, I was a big Bruins fan my my dad and, and his side of the family are are uh, all from the New England area. So, I, you know, I grew up a New England sports fan. And, um, you know, the Bruins were always my, my go-to team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, watching the Detroit in that cup run, like I said, I wasn't even a Detroit fan, but just being such a big Hotchick fan, um, you know, I was really kind of drawn to that, uh, that, that playoff run. Yeah, for sure. He just seems like – I, I wish I grew up in that time when he was playing because he's a guy I'd look up to for sure. So uh, is there any, any like, tips that you'd give, like, younger goalies looking to get to, like, jump to that next level or, like, try to become, like, an emergency backup goalie? Honestly, I, I, I don't think anybody should want to settle for being an emergency goalie. Like, there, there's there's so much – more to achieve than being an emergency goalie but um you know for guys like myself where you know making it to, to that next level wasn't really much of an option um you know I I just kind of tried to keep the hockey lifestyle going you know I was I'm was still playing whenever I could you know I, I I like doing things like going to a stick and puck and just working on my skating you know working on kind of little skills here and there um you know, just, just to kind of stay sharp and, and, you know, really enjoy my playing experience. Um, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like I said, like, I, I think, I think people should definitely aspire to be more than an emergency goalie, but um, uh, yeah, like that's, that's pretty much it. Like you should want to be more. Yeah, for sure. Just go for like, as high as you as you can be and just get those opportunities and just fly right mm -hmm. so um what has been like your favorite like memory of like your entire hockey career so far man i've actually i've had a lot of great great hockey memories so far i mean the lockout was definitely one of the biggest moments um you know going to florida and you know having the goal of a lifetime that they that they hosted there was such a crazy experience so much fun um you know getting dressed for the bruins was a huge moment um you know going to every practice that i've gone to has been great you know being able to you know skate with with 
pros has, has just been so awesome. So, I mean, I, I guess I can't really pick out a single favorite. They've, they've all just been so great. So, I mean, on, on the whole, I, I think every experience that I've had so far has, has just been so incredible. Yeah, all those experiences seem very memorable, and I would not be able to choose one at all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, before we end this, do you have any, like, cool or, like, interesting emergency backup or, like, situations or, like, stories or, like, anything in your hockey career that you like to share? Oh, man. Can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now. I mean, I will say um, there was one summer um, going out to practice. It was still a small group. It wasn't a full team yet. But there was, you know, James Neal had just been traded. I, I forget if he was in Calgary or, or where he ended up. But he was, you know, he was down for the summer. We're just running some drills. And he ends up smoking me right in the balls, man. Like, so hard, too. And, you know, I, I tried to, like, keep the drill going. But I got to the point where I just – I had to get out of the net and, like, kind of collect myself. And he skates by. He's like, Bonesy, like, what's the deal, man? I'm like, dude, you hit me square in the nuts. He's like, well, why didn't you let it in? I'm like, I'm not going to let it in, one. But, two, like, I'm over here dying. Like, thanks, buddy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you know – kind of small things like that like like I you know PK Subban you know I ended up stepping on the ice jump into a drill and he was the first shot that I took of that entire day and he ended up smoking me right in the throat so you know like just kind of like little things here and there that, that you know little moments that are that are pretty great yeah as a goalie those are two of the worst spots that you get hit uh, yeah in, in the balls yeah right yeah, I think I, I had one more curious question. Um, off the top of my head, I believe it was 2017, the uh, Nashville Predators went to the Stanley Cup. So you were you were a part of that ex, uh, experience with them, right? So during the playoffs, um, teams call up their black aces. So it's guys from uh, their minor league teams. And, uh, you know, they basically serve as their emergency players. Um, but early in the playoffs, you know, especially if the affiliate team is in the playoffs, they, they don't really have any options. So, um, you know, early in the playoffs, usually, um, you know, the first few games at least of the first round, um, you know, I end up going to games and, you know, serving as the emergency guy. Um, but I can't remember. I, I do remember going to those games still. Uh, during that playoff run and that was such a huge thing for Nashville and Nashville hockey like on a whole so um, you know kind of even being like subtly like involved with that was so awesome yeah and so what was were you, was it was that experience like were you, was it just like really like different from like regular season or was it pretty much the same <sighs> honestly the way the city rallied around the team just made it a completely different experience because you know I mean Nashville like I said had been growing but um you know after that first round you know so huge um you know going into the second round picking up steam and and then all of a sudden the entire city is like you know packing out downtown you know they're setting up like they're setting up seats you know on Broadway to to view games you know they they had you know huge parks set up across the street from Bridgestone viewing games and you know, the city was completely packed out with Preds fans. So, you know, that, that really, like, kind of took it to this whole other level and made it a totally different experience. Yeah, so I have uh, two more questions. I have uh, 
I see some sick pads behind you. Like, how do you design yeah. like your pads, or do you, or does it just come like that? Um, no. So I I usually end up kind of nerding out on a customizer for a while, and um, you know, I, I've become a really big fan of the solid color pads. Um, you know, when I first actually when I was kind of first designing this red set. I kind of wanted to go like with a Brian Elliott solid red everything. Um, Cause I really liked that look when that he had when he was in Calgary and um, you know, I kind of started playing around with things. I wanted like, some, some color in there and, and I decided to go like with the Tennessee state flag theme. So, you know, I kind of tried to pick, you know, some sort of theme to like hold on to. And, and then, um, you know, my, my pred set here, um, you know, I, I have my practice jersey. It's it's a Navy jersey with a, you know, Preds logo on it. So I really wanted to kind of match the jersey because, you know, that's really kind of where I spend most of my time is in a practice jersey. And um, so, yeah, like I, I just wanted to kind of match everything up with that. But with this set, I ended up taking a picture of Pekka actually and, and Photoshopping the this color scheme over his pads to see what it would look like. And, and this is what I came up with. And I, I was like, that's sick. Like, that's, that's what I'm going with. I, I really like those. Those are both really sick setups. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, my final question is, uh, so, uh, I've seen your Instagram, and you have some pretty uh, sick shots of, like, just, like, pra you practicing. Like, do you have, like, your own personal photographer or something like that? Dude, so um, good buddy of mine, Daniel Brown. He's an incredible photographer, and, you know, he's done a lot of work with a lot of country music artists. He was, he was a photographer for CMT for a while. And um, he's a buddy of mine that I played men's league with. So um, he decided he wanted to kind of get into the sports market. He just said, hey, man, do you have any interest in doing, you know, a photo shoot? And I, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, yeah, sure, like, let's go do a photo shoot. And I didn't realize how incredible of a photographer this guy was until, you know, I started seeing the first couple shots that he took rolling out. And I'm like, dude, these are sick. Like, these are incredible. He's like, yeah, man, I'm here to change the game. I'm not just ready to take any kind of picture. So, um, you know, we've, we've done two photo shoots now. Um, you know, it's, he just likes to go out and, you know, do some photo shoot stuff to build his portfolio. And then um, Colby Collier with MD Media, um, you know, he ends up coming out, you know, filming a lot of photos or filming a lot of videos, taking a lot of pictures. Um, you know, he's, he's come out to a couple practices and uh you know got some pictures of me practicing with the team so you know having having those two guys around really has uh kind of helped me create some pretty cool content for uh for instagram yeah those those pictures and videos are sick like there's professionals professionally done like there's nothing yeah dude like I, they're they're i agree <laughs> like they're said like you know even i look at them i'm like dude these are unreal yeah, just like you can't get that from like a regular photographer. It's just yeah, next level. Right? Yeah, I mean, these guys are these guys are pretty talented, especially Daniel Brown, man. Like, unreal photography skills, man. Yeah, for real. So, uh, Tyler, do you have any more questions before we end this? Or no, I just want to I just want to say, Dustin, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, having a an experienced NHL backup goalie, that's unbelievable i don't think we've ever had someone this caliber on the on the show so thank you so much and hearing all yeah. your different background stuff like dressing for i meant to say this too dressing up for boston and you said that was your uh your hometown team or your favorite team growing up that had to be just so surreal doing that 
Yeah, that was, like I said, like that was a huge moment for me. I, I mean, you know, talking to my dad afterwards, we were both just kind of, you know, freaking out about the whole thing. You know, it's just, just kind of funny how things work out. But, uh, but yeah, guys, man, this, this has been awesome. Like, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And just like Tyler said, it's surreal having you on and, like, listening to all the experiences you had and your, your uh, resume as an emergency backup goalie in the NHL. So that's awesome. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, guys, appreciate it. You're a legend, Bonesy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah, see you.